we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. I don't ever bring you guys around me like Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, what a road is. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host, Matthew. I hate that I put on, like, the announcer voice whenever I do that intro. I know, and that's sort of why I don't say my whole name. I'm, I'm trying to even it out. I'm trying to even it out. Because I'm so much at the beginning. You're just trying to get people going. You're just trying to, you know, it's like, I, I set this the is mood. the beginning of the show, and yeah. welcome. You settle in. It's okay. I know. After like... You're not Ryan Seacrest the whole show. Oh, well, thank you for comparing me to Ryan Seacrest because you know that's who I wanted to be growing up. Okay, Dick Clark. How about Dick Clark? No, I I wanted to be Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest is my Dick Clark, which is aging myself as like a millennial. I understand. Okay, I see what you're saying. But like, yes, also Dick Clark. Yes. And also Carson Daly. Oh my... See, I would rather be a Carson Daly because he's more understated. Very good at his job, but like not shoving it in your face. See, I I think I as, I would aspire to be a Carson Daly, but I'm a total Ryan Seacrest. Right. Like, yes. With with professional training from Jason Kennedy. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get out, which I'm sad. He's- so um, we're done. <laughs> Thank yeah, you so, so much, everyone. This Boop. is the end of the episode. Okay. Well, we had a big week because it was Married to Medicine was finally back, oh. which we were so excited for. Oh, the warm hug that we needed, I think. And all of our shows are pretty good this week. I mean, Atlanta is really kind of dragging on now at this point for me. I, I agree. don't know if it is for you. They really hit hard with the trip to South Carolina mm-hmm. and with the bolo of it all. And it's tough when, you know, following that, uh, those kinds of episodes when the drama is not as intense. I did find that the page six stuff, I found all of that to be pretty juicy, but they didn't really, touch on it they kind of barely talked about it and then moved on it wasn't the, the centerpiece of the episode i wish they had kind of juiced it up a little more otherwise it was a really weird pumpkin patch trip okay i love the i loved the pumpkin cannon like the pumpkin slingshot though i really want to do that i mean yeah me too i love a good i love a good like harvest festival we'll get into it we talk about atlanta but but yeah the every episode this week had at least one hard-hitting moment but mm-hmm. everything is a little sleepy right now, except for Married to Med, because, you know, they really, they came out strong with their first episode. They did, and we love Married to Medicine. But before we get into that, we're going to talk Summer House. Yes. So Summer House, if you are listening on Friday, last night we had our Clubhouse. Right. Which we technically haven't- we haven't done it yet, <laughs> but by, by the time y'all are listening, we will have. And I'm just going to put it out there and say that it was great. And we all had a lot of fun. And thank you for joining and us. And thank you for <laughs> thank you for all showing up, all 100,000 of you. 100,000 are going to be joining our clubhouse oh, tonight. You know, again, manifest. Or, or clubbed it last night with manifest. us. Oh, is that, is that the link? I don't know. I just said that. Do we club it? Are we going clubbing? Oh. I miss a good club. Wow. No. I'm no. No. Uh, yeah, just cut me off. This is not. No, this is not but, gonna happen. I, you know, manifest. I, I think a lot of people were there, and we enjoyed ourselves, and the episode was great. Not just uh, what we did on Clubhouse, <laughs> but the episode itself that we were watching was full of surprises and full of drama to feast upon. And thank you so much for joining us. Well, we're gonna talk about last week's Summer House episode because that's what we always do. Is we always got to bring it back because we record this on Thursdays, as you know. So last week was a really 
tough episode. Yeah. We had the repercussions in the following after Carl's reveal that his brother has died. That was so hard to watch, but it was so wonderful to see the entire house come around for him and really be there to support him immediately in an instant. You can really tell that these people in the house with him are his close friends. They all consider each other family, even though things are wild and crazy. It was nice to see a drawback from the drama and just see everyone kind of be in this space with him and really give him the time and energy that he deserved before he Irish goodbye and was just going straight. Which I would have done the same thing. I would have, I would have packed up my stuff and gone home. I don't think I could have stayed in the house much longer after that. It was great to see as well. Everyone has a different perspective on family and a different perspective on death and dying. It was great to see everyone have a one-on-one with him and bring that to him. Cause I think every piece of every encounter he had with his housemates was sort of healing. And I was really impressed with how well he was handling everything. Yeah. Carl is, you know, at the beginning of the season, I was a little, you know, wasn't, I was sleeping on Carl a little bit, but I'm, I'm, I I've really turned around and uh, Hey, I, when I'm wrong, I'm, I'm willing to admit I, it. I know. And you were, you were wrong about Ka- uh, Carl and I had been telling you about Carl and my I love think I for was him. just a little suspicious because you were so juiced up on Carl that I was like, okay, let's, let's calm down. But now you see why. Well, yeah, no, I, you're right. I do. And I think he's great. And I and he's, was, I commend him and I commend the housemates for handling this very sensitive subject this week. Well, what I was not I, handled sensitively was um, Lindsay and Steven's failed dinner. All of this was happening on Lindsay's birthday. Could you even Which imagine? I have to say I'm, with the exception of the end of the episode where she and Steven had their dinner, I thought that she handled it well. I think she very humbly stepped back and said, you know what? Like it's awkward. You know, it's awkward. People are contacting me and reaching out to me, wishing me happy birthday. And I, I still do feel like it's a good birthday, but I, I feel terrible for Carl and I want him to know that I love him and it's, it's not about me. It's about what he's going through. So that was, I was very, she's a great friend and she, and she handled this the best way that she could. Cause I couldn't, I mean, to be real, I couldn't even imagine my friend's parent dying. Like one of my closest friend's parents dying on my birthday when I'm in a house with them in the middle of a pandemic, it's a lot to handle. So I kind of understand maybe why she was on edge, maybe going into the evening a bit. I'm going to give her a little bit of grace. Sure. I'm going to just say she had a really long, tough day. and But the second that she walked out to the backyard, she was not having it. And sure, maybe in normal circumstances when you're not in a global pandemic and you can, in, if you're in the Hamptons, there are lots of things you can do to really make your significant other feel special. And there are lots of things you can do to spice up a dinner. I can't believe she was so demanding and so rigid and she just did not she from the very beginning of the dinner she was like no I'm not I don't like any of this and was not trying to hide it at all and Stephen was really trying hard and throughout the day despite what was going on with Carl was trying to make sure that all this got set up and that it all went off without a hitch I mean it was a cute gesture where they had their first date getting the food they probably met and they I think they probably met in the Hamptons which is why he yeah. was able to get the food I I would have been happy. I was actually very happy because I did get a, I did get a present in the middle of this episode. 
when we were watching, if you forgot. <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> my delivery came. And it has everything to do with this show. Please tell everyone what, what you got. My Loverboy sweatshirt finally came. And let me tell y'all, it is the most comfortable sweatshirt. It's really cute. And it's super cute. I got the one that they were rocking in the episode. It's the gray one with the blue writing that says Loverboy. And I have to support my people that I, I support. I highly re- I recommend everyone go to the website and find and look it's at their sold merch. Out, so. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> The rest of the merch, <laughs> everyone should take a look because there's a lot of cute stuff on there. I have to say, and I'm not one to really plug, you know, Bravo Liberty or Housewives it's merch. It's a super comfortable sweatshirt. It looked really great. It's more comfortable than the Brooks Marks sweatsuit, which I don't have, but I assume feels like sandpaper on my uh, body. Well, see, I, I kind of want to get one myself and just test it out because we've heard conflicting comments. On one podcast, I heard it was very comfortable. And then on another, I heard it was, like you said, sandpaper, nails on a chalkboard. So I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, my, my interest has peaked. I think you need to listen, see who is saying which statement and understand whose pockets they're in is where I'm going to come oh, from. Okay. 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 Now that I think about it, that's fair. I still think we should maybe get one and give it a try. Get one for the- <laughs> well, because we're around the same size. I'll wear it. I'll send it to your house, and then you can wear it, and then you'll we'll send it back t- to me. We'll do a test out. Yeah. Okay. We'll do it. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Report back to our. I'm our not listeners. letting you borrow my Loverboy sweatshirt. I'm sorry. I, I didn't ask for it. <laughs> but Calm back to- <laughs> down. But yeah, back to Lindsay and the dinner. It was outrageous. Her reaction. She has an appetite that cannot be quenched. A thirst that cannot be quenched. <laughs> an appetite that cannot be fed. An appetite that cannot be satiated <laughs> by fish and chips. No. I, 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 if I were Steven, I would have picked up my shit and left as well. I, I, he didn't even get to give her her present, which at first I thought was but, kind of weird. But, but then I was like, maybe I'd like this. But you'd also wait. I mean, I thought that was very sweet. And you wait until the end of the dinner to give it to her. Yeah. And if the dinner's not going well, well, what is he going to do? Can he return a painting? No, I think he's just going to let her have it and be like, I'm, I'm out. I'm done. She, that whole timeline she had was a kiss of death. It truly was. You never timeline out a relationship. No, I said it on the podcast before. That is a horrible idea. Horrible. Well, yeah, he leaves. It's probably the end of their relationship for good because I don't think they're together anymore. No, currently, from what I've read, they're not. And I'd much rather have Carl come back to the house than Steven. Right. And in previews, we've seen Lindsay and Kyle. No, sorry. Jesus. Lindsay and Luke. We've seen oh, yeah, them mixed They're going to have a little... Which I think could happen in the next episode or two. Oh, my God. If it'd be great if it could happen tonight, because then we could talk about it on Clubhouse. But that is going to be here soon and that's about to cause a huge bomb to go off that'd be crazy because you know carl and Lindsay had a moment yeah i remember and luke has had a moment with everyone else luke would have slept with literally everyone in the house except for Paige and amanda yeah and danielle well we don't know no, he made out with Danielle. Yeah, he made out with Danielle <laughs> at the Christmas party. Oh my gosh, Luke. I mean, what was that? I, I don't know. You're like a ghost for a second. I was going to just let it go and, and skate past it, but <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. But I'm very excited to see where Summer House goes. It's been exciting, it's been such a joy to watch. Yeah, it's and really fun. Even even the sad parts, which has been tough to watch. I think they are really bringing it out this year. They are one of those shows that is going to continue to get better 
as it goes on, I feel like this cast has finally found its perfect mix. I mean, we don't have a lot of the original cast. We've got like the OG golden OGs. We've got the great new additions. I'm excited to see how Winterhouse progresses. Evidently, there might be two new castmates coming to Winterhouse that we don't know about yet. Oh, cool. So that will be very interesting to see. But yeah, the, the cast chemistry in this current summer house is very fluid. I'm really enjoying it. All right. Speaking of cast chemistry that we love, let's talk Married to Medicine. Oh, we are so happy it is back. So happy it is back. I forgot how much I miss these ladies, especially Dr. Simone. I don't know why, but she's like this auntie that I have missed so much. And I'm so glad to see them all. They all look great. And I know I already mentioned this to you before, but to see all of them doing everything they possibly can for their communities during this crazy year, right out of the gate on the episode was so comforting. I don't know why, but I just, I've always looked up to them and how hard they all work, whether they're doctors or not, you know, cause some of the, the, the women are literally married to medicine, but it was so great to see them all doing their part and, 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 and fighting for uh, health and for social justice. And I just, that was yeah. really, it was really good to see them from black lives matter to COVID. These ladies and their husbands have stepped out of the gate strong. We see big daddy with his testing center. Which was amazing. We see them addressing the social issues of black lives matter head on in the confessionals, it looks like later in the season, which we know they do, they go to the March on Washington and it looks like they're doing health stuff there. As yeah. Cause well. they go on a medical mission every single yes. season. They go on a big, big trip together, at least one or two. And at every big trip they do together, they do a medical mission of some sort. And I think that they do one in, in Washington and ugh. I just, ugh, I love them so much. It was great to see Simone and her son connect. He's about to go off to college. Which is crazy to me because we've watched him grow up in front of our eyes. He was a small child when he started this show and now he is a man. It's very much the same sentiment I felt, you know, about Teresa's girls in Jersey. I feel like I... First you were one, then you were two. (laughs) God, that song needs a remix. But... It was so good to see him all grown up and he's doing so well and he's about to go off to college and Simone's so proud of him. Toya, it was so fun to see her drive around her little suburb and her golf cart. I loved the whole, like you said, leave it to, be- leave it to Beaver of it all yeah. when we were watching and it was, it was so funny to see her turn to her son and be like, you know, you can have this life too if you get into the medical field and him just being like, you're not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> She's like... But I'm married to what? (laughs) She was very taken aback. It was a great moment. It's good to see these kids coming into their own. Their house also turned out beautiful. I know we saw the, I think we saw it, but it wasn't decorated yet when we saw it last. They had a big party outside of the house. Yes. But uh, it's so good to see them all settled in. Was it the camel? They had the camel. They had like the Arabian Nights. Yes. The Arabian Nights themed was at their house. (sighs) That was a great party. Yeah, the that was that was a party I wanted to go to. A party I did not want to go to, which actually I would have been wanting to go to, was Big Daddy's party in this episode. So yeah. it's his birthday, and <laughs> Doctor Heavenly has stepped out all the COVID protocols for what she thinks. But according to the actual doctors, they're like this is subpar. The oh. first one to call it out was Doctor Contessa, who, by the way, we find out got her public health d- yeah, degree. Yeah, I was really glad to see her finish that. I know she, it really meant a lot to her, and I think that had she not, the rift between her and Scott would have become 
just too vast. Too much, yeah. And too big. Although it does seem like the rift will resurface this season. I think some cheating rumors, rumors and allegations come up that she, I think, makes against him. And it seems as though their rift revives itself. But for now, they seem great. And I think that's because he gave her his blessing to go back to school and finish. And I'm glad that she did. I think she deserves it. Well, yeah, she's using that degree to diss. What's her name? Oh, Dr. (laughs) Heavenly. I forgot. How could I forget with that (laughs) heavenly smile? It's been a moment since I've been with these ladies, people. Yeah, that's fair. And Heavenly, you know, I was impressed. So there's a there's a rift between Simone and Dr. Jackie that has not you Which, know, calmed down yet. Personally, I was shocked to see that they had it made up because they were they were so close all the way up until last season that I when they had made up at the the you know the reunion, I was like, okay, they're gonna be good. Next season they're gonna be fine. And see but I you No, see I I was concerned that this is going to carry over into this season because they're both and as was said by many of the women in their confessionals, these ladies are very stubborn. Also, and out of the two of them, I would say Dr. Jackie is the more stubborn of the two. And Dr. Jackie, in my opinion, was the one that messed up. And when you're the one that kind of drops the ball in the friendship, you, at least to get things back on track, I think need to go above and beyond and kind of lay it on a little thick. And I can imagine Dr. Jackie taking a back seat and going, okay, well, we're good now. So we just go back to the way it was. And I think Simone was looking for a little more than that. In addition, all these things have been happening with the quarantine with, with Black Lives Matter. I think that they've had a lot going on and they've been very busy, but I think there just hasn't been a good moment to sort of really settle things off camera and get back to where they need to be. So I was impressed with Dr. Heavenly with not, you know, part of me thought, oh, she'll make this, she'll, she'll, twist the knife here and she'll cre- make the rift a uh, bigger because she wants to keep Jackie next to her and close mm-hmm. to her. But I was impressed that she said, no, 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 I, I got to make sure that this gets cleared up and that this gets settled. And I want to make sure that me and Simone are good, but ultimately I want Simone and Jackie to be good because I don't want to be responsible for a, a friendship like theirs going sour. So I was impressed with heavenly, which I thought I would never say because she, um, a lot How- like Kenya triggers me quite a bit. <laughs> Impressed with heavenly is were is a phrase that I never thought I would hear come out of your mouth. Nope, but I'm I'm just as shocked as you are. Truly, well, at Big Daddy's party, we got the introduction to the newest medicine wife, Anila. Yes. Okay. It's either Anila or Anila, one of the two. I thought it was Anila, like Manila, like Manila envelope. We will nope. We by will next touch episode. base, but I I'm pretty sure that's what I heard. She's gorgeous, beautiful, stunning. Um, and see, she seems really fun, really nice. She's, I believe, from the suburb of Toya, and that's how they met. Yes. I think they live in the same neighborhood. And so Toya brings her to Big Daddy's party. She's introducing her to the ladies. And these two girls, they were yes, They were getting into it. They were hammered. So we, so we have the moment of Simone and Jackie having this like awkward first conversation at the party and immediately both- launching into COVID testing yeah. and, 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 and precautions and, and protocols at the hospital. Like speaking of which I had to laugh when Dr. Simone was like, I need so much PPE to be blocking all this shade that heavy is going to be throwing my way tonight. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. I thought that was really great. But yeah, these poor ladies have nothing else to talk about because they just feel so awkward around each other because they have not gotten their issues resolved from last season, which, like we said, we're Team Simone. 100%. Well, and to go back a little bit, even Curtis 
was telling Dr. Jackie, you're stubborn too. And you're playing a part in this too. All you're getting from Simone is, oh, hey, how are, how, uh, how are you? But you're giving that right back. You're not going out of your way to uh, diffuse that energy. So, you know, and I'm not one to cheerlead Curtis at all because, you know, he's done some pretty shady, awful things yeah, in the past. let's not forget Curtis. But I was impressed with him saying, you know, Jackie, you have a part in this too, and you could be doing a lot more too to fix this. So let's not pretend that it's just Simone's problem. It's your problem too. So yes, the awkwardness between them at the party was thick. Yeah. And then after Dr. Simone got attacked by Heavenly's dog, which I thought was so good. She's like, why is your dog trying to give me some sugar? (laughs) The dog is underneath the mask. Licking Simone's face, which I thought was super cute. The conversation comes up about Simone and Jackie's relationship in front of all of the ladies. Well, and I think Heavenly tried to, I mean, she tried to start out by saying, you know, what's going on with you and me? Like, are we Mm -hmm. okay? Are we good? Like, I don't want to have to keep apologizing. And Simone said, no, no, you don't have to. Like, we're genuinely, like, we're solid. Like, we're not... I'm not going to, and she didn't say this, but I could, I could imagine her thinking like, we're not going to go out to dinner and, and you know, have, they're not going to hang out. No, at least not like immediately, but no, we're, we're good. We're fine. And I felt like it was about to go in a good direction. And then sloppy, doppy, doppy, Toya and Anila just was like, shut up now. Like you're fake. It was not real. Nothing was real. Like what you said. And it was, and everyone just looked at her like, what is happening to you? The alcohol. This always, I feel like this always happens with Toya. I feel like Toya has a little bit too much to drink and you know, she thinks that she has this wisdom of a situation that she does not no, nope. we love her for it. And her intentions are good, I think. I think her, in, and I think that's what she was saying. She was saying that this whole group basically started with Jackie and Simone. Like, they are the, they are the foundation. They're the glue. Yes. Yeah, they're the foundation of everyone. So to see this friendship go, it, it's like the whole group is falling apart. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how this moves forward. Yes. I, I hope that we pick up from the party. I hope that we pick up from there after Toya walks away. I hope that they can actually have a real conversation, at least start a real conversation because you're right. I don't know how much further the whole group can move. If the two centerpieces are, yeah, yeah, I agree. But it's so good to see them all. They all look great. So proud of them and all that they're doing. And if you're sleeping on married to med y'all, I mean, we say this, we've been saying this for for months. Well, let's go to the other part of Atlanta, not the medicine part, but the messy part. And that is Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> what? That was a good the transition. Yeah. Yeah. It's solid. Just okay. Good, good for you. Thank you. Well, this episode was all about Kenya. Well, when is it not? But I feel like she was the source of the problems for everything. And uh, it started with her and Drew going out to dinner mm-hmm. and Kenny not letting Drew get a single word out of her mouth. Like they were just talking over each other for what was it like almost like seven, eight minutes, just screaming oh, back no, and the forth. The entire time, like at least 20 to 30. <laughs> and that's how long they were at the restaurant together. I feel like that was how it was for the majority of the meal. I think Drew learned a really hard lesson. I think that she is new mm-hmm. and she thought, Oh no, if I sit down with her and I really talk to her woman to woman, face to face and really, let her know where I'm coming from. We'll have a meeting of the minds. 
no, no, no bitch. <laughs> you have learned a hard lesson as many women who, before you have learned. There's and, no talking to Kenya. And I don't understand why Kenya doesn't understand why the other women were mad that she brought Brooklyn because I feel like that's a given. It's like, okay, you, we were going for a bachelorette girls weekend for Cynthia's wedding. You could have said, I'm bringing my daughter. You all can bring your daughter too. not. Oh, I planned this all. We're going next week and I've gotten a nanny and bringing my daughter and all of the this. The secrecy and the, and the keeping it a secret and, and then going after Drew and saying, well, it's not my fault. You felt, you know, upset. You could have gone home and gone back to your kids if you wanted, if you'd miss them so dearly. And she's like, well, I did after the trip, but that's not the point. That's not, it seems like Kenya's just trying to put it on everyone else and isn't, she's never accepting of her own issues and the own stuff she does. She never takes responsibility never ever 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 and I think Drew just wanted her to acknowledge that you know you could have let us know and we could have brought our own kids and in addition using your daughter as an excuse to behave a certain way is not cool it's not cool to all of a sudden be part of the bachelorette you know fun and then flip and become this you know virginal pure you know oh no 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 discre- no um you know uh n- no naughtiness allowed in this house when my daughter is upstairs sleeping it it the duplicitous you know if like uh Jekyll and Hyde personality throughout the weekend is Jekyll and Jide we know what Teresa says oh is that real yes she did she called him um J- uh it's Jekyll and Hyde right Heckle and Jide oh, when, oh my god I missed that. years ago oh okay well great I felt bad for Drew. I think she really wanted to get to a good place with Kenya. I don't think she wanted to have this bad energy, but Kenya made it worse. Speaking of things that are going from bad to worse, Cynthia's COVID wedding. She lost bridesmaids. (laughs) She's lost groomsmen. Her mother's dress is not coming on time. Her daughter's dress does not fit. The ring does not fit. There's a hurricane coming. How many more signs does God need to give you to tell you you should not have be having this wedding? I, I don't know. I I think the entire time, including a literal message from Mike Hill, <laughs> I, I, the entire time there have been signs and messages telling her, just go to the chapel with the man you like, loved or 12 of your closest friends and family that are local and get married. And then as soon as all of this calms down, which honestly now looking, she would have had to wait to what the spring till right about now. Yeah. Then have the big wedding, big party that you want to have, but it's about you and Mike and your relationship. But Hey, when you don't listen to the universe, the universe will teach you a lesson. So here we are. And the universe is teaching her the lesson by not letting the Bravo cameras come to film the wedding. Cause I think that's all she really wants. She just only wanted to have this wedding and have it go forth and through at this time. Cause she's like, I'm filming the show. Everything's already planned. Well, and the last I one was on attention. camera. Yeah. And this is what Kenya called out. I think like episode one or two where she was like, you just want the attention from the show. You just want to have the big pomp and circumstance for the attention. This isn't about the wedding to Mike at all. This no. is about you and every all the attention you want to get. So yeah. we'll see. I think next episode is the wedding and it was or at all, least the beginning of it, yeah. And it's all the home footage that they took themselves right. of the wedding. Which like I said before on the podcast, I'm kind of excited about because I think a lot of people had a feeling, oh, well, there's no 
Bravo cameras here, so we don't have to really worry about anything. So maybe we'll get some funny, something juicy, some funny footage. Oh, weddings are always a bit wild, you know that. Yeah. Oh, something always happens at a wedding. Okay, let's just talk about Kenya once again because we have to and finish out Atlanta because the page six. It was Kenya. It has to be Kenya. It there's, was totally Kenya. There's, <laughs> there's no one else who would have done it, or who would have gotten any benefit from doing it. It's it's not in anyone else's personality to leak that information because no one else gave a shit. No one cares. But Kenya. No one cared. No one cared but Kenya. So it's a hundred percent Kenya. I think that's going to become much clearer in the next episode or two. It's bullshit and acting like nothing happened or that she had nothing to do with it. I mean, everyone immediately at the pumpkin patch when everyone was being asked about it, everyone kind of was like, yeah, funny how that happened. And everyone kind of gave a look to Kenya being like, what do you have to say about this? Or what do you think? Because I think everyone immediately assumed and it was her. And once again, she's the one going around the table accusing people. She's like, well, was it you? Well, was it you? Like, no one cares. Yeah, I mean, thinks the lady you. doth protest too much. Yeah, the blamer is the one to blame. 100%. Which I've never said before, but I feel like that is a, a phrase. <laughs> but yeah, I loved their all little, their fall outfits. I love a little harvest moment. I'm a November baby, so anything to do with autumn, you know, makes me feel some type of way. Pumpkin, <laughs> pumpkin slingshots, a little hayride. I was bummed that... Portia couldn't be there sooner, <laughs> but we've been there. <laughs> How long did it take her to get there? Like an hour and a half, two it took hours? Her an hour and a half to get there because she was going the opposite direction for a while. Well, we've all done that. Finally, Kenya had her moment in therapy, which was the same therapist that Drew. I'm pretty sure it's the right? same therapist that Drew and Ralph talked to earlier in the season outside in their backyard. I, well, we know this from Married to Medicine and Potomac. They've had the same therapist. What's her name? Doc, his name, Dr. Something. He's been on both of those shows. Yeah, well, and he's also been on Atlanta. Atlanta too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, once they you're rotate in, once you're in the family, they, they, they don't, you know, they don't really go outside. I feel like, yeah, they rotate. And if we're wrong, let us know that this was not the same therapist because we are just speculating right now and we don't want to, we don't want to be wrong if we're wrong, <laughs> but... I feel like Bravo has like a handful of like they've got a short therapists. list. Yeah, yeah. they're like, hmm, who is available this week to film? Who are we gonna call? Yeah, this isn't Kenya's regular therapist. No. I I highly doubt. This is, well, let's be honest, and I Ken- highly doubt Kenya's not going to therapy. Thank you. You took the words right out of my mouth. Kenya's not going to regular therapy, but she should, and she should have been going for years now because your nasty, shady, rude behavior, especially amongst the ladies cannot be excused by the trauma you've experienced in your past as valid as it may be. And we've heard, you know, we've heard the stories about her mom before and we've, you know, I can't imagine what she's been through in terms of relationships, especially the one she's going through with, um, with Mark, but you can't go to therapy and seem to have worked through some of the stuff and then go right back to the women and act superior and holier than now and rude and nasty and, and, and stirring the pot with a fucking grin on your face and expect people just to be like, Oh, well her mom, you know, her mom never loved her. So we got to give her a break. It's just not, that's not how the world works. It's, it's truly annoying when people are like, well, you know, you have to let them, you have to let their actions, you know, kind of go to the wayside. You just have to understand that like, they've been through stuff 
And it's like everyone has been through something in one way or another. And I think it's really it's, it's people need to go to therapy. They need to figure things out because you can't just keep blaming things on your childhood for actions as an adult. Like there you there is a chance and opportunity for everyone to grow and to evolve in their own self and become their best self. And I think Kenny can do that as well. But she needs to stop basically like blaming, like you said, things on the past. And to be one thing of Kenya, when she had these confrontations with the women, if she would say, hey, you know what? I'm sorry that I said or did this. It has a lot to do with this thing from my past. You know, she doesn't. It's always a place of, well, I'm right and you're wrong. So deal with yourself. There's no bringing it back to the work she's done, supposedly done in therapy before. To me, this is probably one of a handful of times she's gone. And I, I you know, as real as I do think the emotions were in yes. that scene, I, I imagine it's probably the fifth time that she's ever gone to therapy. Yeah. And it's not just one offset. You're going to help yourself and help those around no, you. And it's going to look great on camera. It's exactly. going to look great if you bring in the cameras. You she's know? talking about Portia doing stuff for the camera. Lying. Portia's actually doing work. You're just doing stuff for the camera. Exactly. Girl. So we'll see how the fallout from the page six article, you know, hashes out in the end. Oh, we'll see. I think it's finally, it'll become very clear that Portia was the one. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Kenya was the one that leaked everything about Portia. Portia leaking about herself. I mean, a girl might. What a flex if, right. that was, if that were true. Okay. Let's talk about Dallas. Dallas picked up a little bit, just yeah. a little bit this just, week. You know, they must be listening. The bar is low <laughs> for Dallas. Oh, the, the, for us. you vary. But we had a lot of really great side characters that came. Our favorite side characters came in this week. We had Olivia. We had Mama D. We had Darren, which we're going to get into. <gasps> Whoa. Oh, my God. I screamed when so, uh, Darren's uh, true identity was revealed. It's but nice we'll get to that. It's nice when we have these, like, these outside people. Who we like more in. than the wives come in. What's what's Deandra's husband's name again? I always forget. Jeremy, love him. Love. Oh, and they're so weird, but I I'm really into their relationship. He likes balls. I've got two balls here, two balls here. I, they, the wrong, wrong they're, thing. they're living in their own little nut, little nut house, and I I'm here for it. I aspire to have a relationship like Deandra and Jeremy. Truly, they know each other's love language. They can't keep their hands off each other. And they're just happy in their own bliss. And yeah. he supports her craziness with. <laughs> it works. It works. I felt really bad for Tiffany, especially at the top of the episode. Uh, first of all, if anyone were to ask me to let's all hold hands and jump in a lake, I would be like, go fuck yourself. I'm not doing that. That's disgusting. But if I were Tiffany, I would be exhausted too. She has been code switching this entire trip trying so hard to be the good time girl and fit in and have fun. And she doesn't want anyone to say anything bad about her. If I were her, I'd be exhausted trying to like bring myself down to the level of these morons. And I think that's truly what it is at this point is she feels like she has to put on the show. And she explains this later to, I believe it's to her husband. And I think to Carrie as well, where she's like, I'm not being my authentic self when I'm with these women. What I should have said was, no, I'm I'm good not going in the lake. Like, that's not something I want to do. But because she feels like she has to be a part of this group and assimilate to these ladies and be a part of this in crowd, which she has clearly struggled with in the past, having moved so many times as a child and going to so many different schools, of course she's going to feel like she has to basically put on a persona for every single moment. And that's exhausting to not be yourself 100% of the and time. And having to take on all of Brandy's bullshit 
I, yeah. I mean, but from going from that at the dinner to having to jump into, I mean, if I were her, I would have cried too and said, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to leave a little early. Stephanie's leaving at 5 a.m. I'll leave a little bit after that. I don't want to get on the bus and hash all this out with the women, especially least of all Brandy and Carrie and Stephanie, like shoot me in the face. I, I That's the last thing I'd want to do. So, and I think the women needed to have a little more empathy for her. If I, if I had heard that, Tiffany had left early. I'd be like, you know what? I get it. Mm-hmm. This weekend was a lot for her. I think we bleed it on a little too thick. Let's be, let's give her some grace and understanding and, and let's give her a break, you know? But then they were me like, well, that's, that, that's so rude. I can't believe she did that. Like why, you know, they Tiffany can never do anything right. No. And they're gunning for her. They want, I, I think it comes from a little bit of jealousy. I think they want any impropriety on Tiffany's part. They're going to point it out. Oh, a hundred percent. Also, Brandy, really, you're gonna have a, a, a glass of champagne at 9:45 in the morning? Yeah, you know, a full fucking glass. <laughs> really? You're on your way home. I just let's. Well, you know, maybe just because I really don't like her, I'm just I'm looking for any sign of impropriety. But give me a break. Mimosas, you, brunch and mimosas usually don't start until 10 a.m. at Put most restaurants. Juice and that's there. all you need is a splash of OJ, and it's it it would be okay in Matthews. Yeah. Book. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, you know, giving her a break there. Last time I think I had mimosas at 945 was. Oh, God, don't you miss brunch? I can't wait to <sighs> brunch again once we're out of this quarantine. I Yeah, it's been it's been ages. It's been 500 years and there's nothing more I love than getting day drunk <laughs> <laughs> with the sun shining on nothing my face. Nothing you love more. Great. No, there really isn't. Great, great, cool. Well, no, there is. There's a lot of other things I really enjoy and love, but that's a me- that's you know, it's a memory of my past. Brings me back to the good old days. Okay, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Brandy had a reminder of her not so good old days when she had to read that letter, the six month letter. But I did love, I did love it. I thought it was like kind of a moment, and I think it's smart of her husband to be like. Anytime you feel this way, look back and read this letter and keep this as a reminder of who you want to be and the person that you should be. Do I, not I'm it? so, I'm so insensitive. I, what a crock of shit. I just thought that was so <laughs> dumb because again, it's like, I mean, I'm not saying I totally feel for her and understand, um, the dark thoughts that she had and the emotional mental turmoil she went but again, it's like she's acting like something happened to her, that someone did something to her, and that's why she felt all of these things. It's like, no, 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 honey. Like, I just need her to have a little bit more accountability when it comes to all of this. And, and we get there a little bit later in the episode when she's in the car with Stephanie on the way to the shaman party, where she says, you know what, I, I think I put my shit on Tiffany and I made her feel bad, and that wasn't cool. But the letter, it's like, we, why... Do we have to keep making you feel better about how you fucked up? I don't know. It just, it's felt weird to me. And I appreciated her husband before he gave her the letter saying, well, keep in mind, Tiffany's work and her life is highly stressful and she does a lot more than a lot of us do. Maybe give her a little bit of grace, you know, and mama D 
I don't give a rip, uh, which is my favorite line that she says. She even said that too. It's like none of your, all of your girlfriend's problems, Deandra, are bullshit. All of you are Barbie Ken doll problems. She actually is dealing with like real shit at the hospital with real patients. I, I love Mama D. I've always loved Mama D. Mama D is fantastic, and I loved that scene with her and Deandra where she was basically like, "No, yeah, you guys aren't nearly don't nearly have as much stressful lives as Tiffany." who is saving other people's lives on a daily basis. I love how mama D basically considers Tiffany an, an adopted daughter <laughs> and, and not even that she's like a peer. Yeah. It's like, I, this I've been through a lot too. People are just jealous of us, honey. Like it's so perfect. And uh, I think Deandra's a little jealous because Deandra was like, yeah, my mom just thinks everyone's jealous. Like she doesn't understand like vulnerability and like having friendships. But and it's like Deandra, like, like I, yeah. I love you, Deandra, but you're a 40 plus year old woman and you're, you're still asking your mom for money. Come on. Yeah. $3,000 here for your dog. Another couple thousand here for a peace pipe. Like, I don't know, like more spiritual accoutrement. Like, I, I loved when she was explaining everything of the, the, what was it? It was called like mystic Monday or medicine Monday. That's medicine Monday. And mama D is like, you no, know, no meditation Monday. Oh no, it was no, medicine. Mindful Monday. No, I think it was literally Medicine Monday. Okay, well, that needs a rebrand. Which I could be wrong, but I'm doubling down. I mean, uh, any of those is funny. I loved Mama D just saying, you know, Deandra's into some pretty weird things. (laughs) Mama D really feels like she's really learning to love and accept her daughter for where she's at. Meeting her where she is. Which is all we can ask. Which is all we can ask of each other in this world. And. If hey, Mama D can do it, we can all do it. Hey, I'm still in. You know they're doing that housewives locked away in some island. I'm still waiting for Mama D, Margaret's mom, and oh, oh, yeah, Marge Senior, Mama Joyce. It would be a really great cast of characters. Yeah, what, oh well, yeah. What other moms are there? Those are the ones that I. Those three at least. They really stand out. Yeah. 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 Oh, and we could do uh, Lisa Rinna's mom. What's her name again? There we go. Thank you. I was like, there's a mom in Beverly Hills. Le- uh, not Lisa. That's her <laughs> name. <laughs> um, I think it's something with an L. No, I, I thought it was um, like Lana. I want to say like Lonnie or Lori. L- what? Lois. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> scared it's me. Lois. It is Lois. <laughs> Which was my great grandmother's name. Oh, connections i love it it is lois i think that would all be great i mean i think they should drop in uh for like a day or two you know like how you know on summer house when the parents come to visit for a weekend (laughs) i think they should do a two to three week stint in the um in the tropical location that they're choosing but then have the moms come in for a weekend just a little drop in the bucket i think it would be so much fun okay let's well okay speaking of moms dropping in i loved Stephanie's conversation with Olivia about anxiety, depression, and the kind of past they both have. As we know, part of Stephanie's story is that she tried to commit suicide at a young age after like a really rough relationship. She's dealt with depression and anxiety very heavily through her whole life. And it's so wonderful to see her be a source of help, assistance, and inspiration for Olivia. I loved Olivia saying you know, I've, she's been through a lot of the same things that I've gone through. She's had a lot of the same thoughts that I've had and to see her have a family and a life that's successful and wonderful and beautiful makes me think that I could have that too one day. And I love Stephanie being a lifeline to her. I thought that was the best thing that we could have seen. And I think that's what Stephanie needs to be doing. I, it's great to have her on the show, whatever I've, you know, I'm kind of over her on the show anyways, but I would love to see her maybe after this move into maybe being 
maybe not like a therapist, but like maybe, yeah, like maybe a guidance stop counselor. doing emotional reaction videos on TikTok and open up like a charity or a foundation or something. I feel like <laughs> that Disney princess that's her calling is to, you know, to help others really with her story and with the, the knowledge and the experience that she has because she's been through it and she yeah. can help so many other people like yeah, Olivia. Yeah. And I, I, this was fine. This was finally the first thing I thought Carrie's done when it comes to her daughter. I think this was the first thing that I've seen that I thought, okay, yes, this is how you help Olivia. You don't bring it up without her permission at a brunch with your friends. You don't use it as ammunition. You don't use it as a defense for your bad behavior, but you get her help and you get her peer, you know, help. And I thought that was really lovely. And I love that Carrie, I was afraid Carrie was going to jump in and, and say a bunch of shit, but I was, it was nice to see Carrie take a back seat and acknowledge I'm ill-equipped and Stephanie's not. Stephanie knows what she's talking about and I'm going to let Stephanie, you know, take the reins. And I think it, you could see it really, I think was healing for Stephanie too. Yes. To be able to help. I think it's always great for Stephanie to be able to talk about this and, you know, understand who she is and what she's been through and how it affects not only her, but the people around her in such a positive light when she does speak about this mm-hmm. and help others. So kudos to you, Stephanie on that. Carrie and Tiffany had a conversation after this where I think Carrie, they came to a better understanding of each other as well, which I thought was really great. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Carrie, but between this week and previous weeks, I was impressed with her ability to, to take a back seat and calm down a little bit and try to meet people where they were. Mm-hmm. And with Tiffany, I thought that that was, you know, she even said like, you know, you can come off this way and I can come off this way. And I feel that we're both really misunderstood. And I, you know, I thought that, that was a great way to connect. And Tiffany immediately opened up. And I think when Carrie put her guns down, I think Tiffany was really able to be like, well, listen, like I have all these expectations from my family and my mother and I have this really crazy relationship. And, and because of all of these things, like I'm very hard to penetrate, you know, emotionally. And it was nice to see them connect. I hope that kind of continues for a little bit longer because I think that they could actually be decent friends. I think so too. And I think, I think Tiffany needs more people in her corner besides Deandra. And now that Deandra and Carrie have kind of realized they're, two freaking peas in a pod and that's why they <laughs> butt heads so much maybe she'll join maybe she'll join the right side maybe we won't hate carrie so much after all maybe we'll just be cameron uh we'll see so i could oh my god cameron i just want to throw her under a bus i, I just, just can't i'm so done with cameron I, uh, literally if we're talking about barbie problems uh, like will my new rug fit into my new house my husband's listing our house and a price that i don't agree with it's like get over yourself uh, go take a walk with your dog on the treadmill i can't <laughs> Okay, we're going to just get to the end of the episode because we had the reveal of all reveals. I gay gasped so loudly. I could not. It all makes sense if you really think about it, but I was so shocked that Bravo had buried the lead on this. So Stephanie and Brandy are in the car on their way to Medicine Monday, which I still think that's the name of it, even though if I could be wrong. (laughs) I'm really nervous we're going to get off of this and we're going to find it's not that. Well, we'll see. But come for us. But uh, Stephanie is like, yeah, I'm interested. I'm interested to see Sean and Darren. And I'm a little bit apprehensive going because, you know, he used to do my extensions. <laughs> what? <laughs> to where we have the the side by side photos of hairdresser Darren, Sean and Darren. And they do him so dirty. They do him so <laughs> dirty. So dirty. But talk about this. Two, like two elaborate lives, like two separate existence she was Stephanie was like yeah when he when he used to do my hair he used to talk about all these trips to Peru and all these things and then it just seems and I hate to say this and 
I'm sure he does great work for Deandra. I'm sure he does great work <laughs> for other people, but it just feels like he's appropriating a culture that he does not have like the respect and knowledge really truly to do because he has that song he recorded this mantra and Deandra's like, oh, that's wonderful. Wh- what does that mean? And he's like, oh, I have no idea. Yeah. I have to look it up, sir. It, he, yeah, I, I, f- I feel, it, it made I me feel, feel duped. very weird. I feel duped a yes. little bit. I'm like, blow, take out your bullhorn, blow some more snot from one nose to the other. I was, you know, I, I'm all for a shaman. I was saying at the beginning, I'm, you know, I love psychics. This podcast is sponsored by psychics, and. I was all about Darren at the beginning and now I just feel so like the rug was pulled out from underneath me because I was like, maybe this man is truly someone who studied for a very long time and really learned the culture and really understands the ins and outs is, you know, the language, all of it. He doesn't know how to speak the language. He was a hairdresser. What? Six months ago, probably more than that, but I was so, it was, I think the reactions between Carrie and Tiffany were perfect when Dan was like, Oh, well he, um, he, he, he does hair too. Tiffany just, her head fell and Carrie was just cocked her head to the side. Like, wait, what? What have we gotten ourselves into? It, it, oh, it was so great. And I cannot wait for next week. The previews, I mean, them dressed in those white gowns immediately made me think of Midsommar. Yes. Uh, the horror film. I, I can't wait. Like poor Tiffany. You is, say horror film. I say female empowerment movie. It was so good. It was not scary. It was more. I there there. You what? have to look deeper into it. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> if you haven't seen Midsummer, you watch it and come back and see it's, if it's a horror movie or a movie about female empowerment. I, okay. Well, I think people are going to <laughs> lean on my side of things with this one. Please. They can be both, but. It's it's a it's a it's a it's creepy as shit. Come I on. cried. I thought it was so beautiful. You're fucking weird. I can't. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited to see what happens next week at this at this. Oh my god, the midsummer party, the midsummer Med- medicine Med- Monday, midsummer Monday. <laughs> That's what it is. Okay, let's finish off with Jersey. I didn't do the accent today because I know it gives you Ajira. Do you uh, like how I use the yes, word? Yes, and I think everyone's breathing a sigh of relief. <laughs> I won't I won't do it until I get a dialect coach. Great. Which will be Matthew, so get to work. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Tony's a babe. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, I kind of get where Teresa's hung up on that. You know, that they're longtime childhood friends, and that's why she doesn't want to, you know, dip her pen in that company ink. But <laughs> I thought that he's... Very I'm with Marge. If you guys want to get together, we can we can hang out and watch. <laughs> <laughs> a voyeur. Marge is a voyeur. Also, did you get God, what did she say, Teresa? God bless her. She said, um, good thing Jackie wasn't here. I would have drowned her. Drowned. I truly think that Teresa needs to cut then her next book idea. She's elocution lessons. <laughs> What's elocution? This is another new word. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's always during Jersey too. I like, feel like Teresa, Teresa is a modern day Jersey version of Eliza Doolittle from My Fair Lady. Like she needs, uh, she needs Henry Higgins to. But what's an illusion, Caduta? Uh, el- elocution is like pronunciation and 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 uh, elocution. Uh, yeah, it's like vocabulary and pronunciation and, and speaking eloquently and properly. Oh, eloquent elocution. Okay, it oh, all comes together. Look God, at me what? breaking down the word like I'm Aquila in the beat. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I well, I am the talent. Maybe we need to sign you up. Uh, I maybe I need a little elocution as well. 
Well, I think, no, I think Teresa should come out with a dictionary. I think there, or she should have some kind of The world according to tree. Where she just talks about words and what words mean to her and we can go through a history. There's got to be like a Bravo social post that they're going to make. Watch them do this because you know they follow me very heavily and it will it will come up. But them doing a whole information session about the vocabulary of Teresa DJ. Yeah. God bless her. I, it just, it killed me. It was nice to see them wrap up the trip on the lake. I thought, I thought the way that Jen handled the conversation with Melissa about Michelle and what Michelle had said about Joe and their husbands. Perfect. It's so funny to watch Jackie and Teresa just completely shit all over each other. And then to see the exact opposite, Jen and Melissa really handle their stuff pretty maturely. I loved Melissa being like, nope, I'm not going to kill the messenger. That's not what I'm going to do. Thank you for letting me know this information. And then calling Joe and getting to the bottom of it, which it sounds like Michelle and her husband, I don't even know his name, did work and helped with this Growing with Gorga event for free as volunteers or for probably a small lump sum. No, I think they had a, a, an arrangement like, hey, I'm going to pay you this much money for the event. Just, but just the event, not the profits that were made off of the event. Exactly. It seems like it was, Joe is saying that it was su- super successful. They got wind of this and were like, we need more money, which isn't no, how it works. That's not how no. it works. You sign a contract and you, you agree to the terms of the contract. And I don't, you know, I don't think there was any assumption or foresight that this was going to be a huge success. So I don't even think that Joe, I don't think anyone was thinking of that at the time, but they don't owe you anything. And Michelle seems like she's just trying to get on the show. I have to say, I was like, this is a drag race look. That outfit? With the zip up business suit with the gold and the the hair and the bun. I was like, is that Denali? (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. Uh, For those who don't know, watch Drag Race. That's a current season queen. And you need to watch if you're not watching. Go Rose. It was Go Rose, Team Rose, and Team Simone. And Team Bimini. Well, Team Bimini is from the UK. UK. Bing, bang, Uh, bong. Oh God. And. But yeah, I thought, I think it just seems like Michelle, because she came full force at Jackie's husband's party with Jen. Oh, they owe, he owes me tens of thousands, blah, blah, blah. Teresa confronts her about it. And she goes, oh no, like there's just, there's some thing going on with our my husband and, and Joe and they're, they need to sort that out. That has nothing to do with us. It's like, oh, okay. You fishy girl. No, no. She's, she's going to be on the show. I mean, she's standing her ground and cementing her place in these women. She's has drama with Melissa, but she has ties with Teresa to where even Melissa's like, this woman is accusing your brother of something. You're going to do business with her. And she's like, well, Alaska, I'm going to have a meeting with her. Alaska, like Teresa. Come on. That wasn't actually bad. And that wasn't terrible, but I, you know, and I, I understood I, where Melissa was coming from, you know, if someone's saying something disparaging about your family member, you defend them. You 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 know better than to think that Joe is automatically going to be, you know, a criminal or be dishonest or shady. I also understood where Teresa was coming from to an extent where she was, well, hey, my husband was telling me, hey, don't worry about it. Everything's fine. And I ended up in jail. Sure. But that's Joe Giudice, not your brother, Joe, Joe Gorga. Speaking of brothers, Jackie's brother. Oh, we love Jackie's brother. That was very sweet. And, and their relationship is very sweet. I love how he has kind of set her like morally straight and been like, you know what? Sometimes you just got to shake it off. 
Yeah, and, like, and I agree. Even though Jackie is in the right in this, you know, conflict with Teresa, at this point, now that you've had a redo of the birthday with the men and the women, it's I think you've got to just, like, let bygones be bygones. And you don't have to be friends with Teresa and just be cordial when you're around each other, but, like, just don't waste your energy or your air yeah. on this fucking crazy bitch. Yeah, but I, I really do love Jackie, and I am so, like, team Jackie, and I just want to see her succeed. I really didn't give her a shot the last couple of seasons. I really She's thought, not the easiest pill to swallow. And I've swallowed that pill many a time now, and I was like, whoop, no water. It just goes right down. I, I, I Again, you know, I do think Marge and and Dolores are, like, the, the centers of the group that kind of keep everyone mm-hmm. grounded, and you need at least one or two of those in every city. But it is nice that Jackie is so strong. And a lot of the other women, I think the the women that, I'm sorry, I think the advice that the other women give to Jackie come from a place of experience. You know, we've tried to, to reason with Teresa in the past. It hasn't gone our way. It's made us feel worse. So we're trying to help you out a little bit by telling you kind of to roll over. And Jackie's like, no, I'm not going to allow someone's lack of intelligence to be the excuse to why she continuously, you know, disparages me and or my family. There has to come a point where I go, uh-uh, that's not okay. And I responded in the only way that I knew that this dummy would understand. So... You know, and it's so funny, even when Jen defends Teresa or when Joe tried to defend oh my gosh, her, at this dinner. they immediately all, you know, immediately afterwards go, yeah, you know what? Never mind. That was fucking dumb what I just said. Joe Forget literally it. laughing and being like, that was stupid. I'm sorry. That was stupid. Yeah, it was very. So I, I'm now that Jackie's had this dinner and they've, they've kind of put it to rest. I hope I'm interested to see what the next step is. I'm interested too. And I'm. I'm hoping that they can come to some sort of understanding of each other so that this fight doesn't drag on the entire season because I don't think this is the fight that needs to happen the entire is season. Jackie, I, on the the, uh, the the preview for next week, I believe that part is at Teresa's. It looked like it was at Teresa's. And I didn't see Jackie there. I mean, granted, all they were giving us mostly clips of Jen being completely blackout. Yeah, which I'm very, which I'm very yeah. nervous about. I'm like, oh no, because I've been, I've seen that bitch. I've been that bitch. But like, oh, but it's been. I mean, I, I have been that bitch. I and I know. So, but I mean, but for not for a very long time. You know, not in my forties when I have a husband and many oh. children. So I was like, not for a very long time. Maybe when I was like. Uh, two years ago so well hey that's still a long time but jen i'm concerned for her but anyway i i didn't see jackie in the preview so i don't know if it is at Teresa's house i, I i'm i'm curious to see if jackie is invited and if she is if she decides to go hopefully michelle becomes the new villain because i'd want to see that and well it looked like too next week that joe confronts her husband and her husband goes no i never said that and then i think melissa goes so what the fuck is your problem saying this to jen like when you know Jen's going to tell me, like, what's your what's your angle? What's your motive? If I'm going to pick between Michelle and Lexi, I like Lexi. Did Lexi had an accent when she was, like, giving that speech? Well, she, you, she has a jersey. She's yeah, got but a, it was so strong. I was not – I was a little bit taken aback by it, I just had to say. Oh. I don't know. Have and you I, not been listening? No, I had been listening, but I, for some reason it sounded extra jersey this episode, and I was like, oh, I'm here for her. I, I don't think she'll ever not, be a Not in a bad way. No, I know. I know. I love a good accent. No. Well, no matter where it is. No, and no matter how bad it is. Well, I, mine are bad. No, that's what I meant. Oh. <laughs> I am just... Also, I have to say, there was some confusion. Um, Hannah's 
fiance is not named Desi. His name is Des Bishop. So we were going off about Desi Arnaz. And I mean, why not? We we stand Desi Arnaz. So I'm just, that's the fact check. And um, last thing I'm going to say is, is Frank a gay husband? Because I, I, you know, I could, I could marry Frank Catania. Oh, I'm good. Thank you. I love Frank, but I'll pass. No, he could. He seems like a good guy that will take care of me. <laughs> like he takes care of Dolores. <laughs> I'll, I'll and on that <laughs> note, for sure you're subscribed. I'll wheel him around in his wheelchair with his broken knees. And his his quads that have given out. I'm kidding. Yeah, right. Not not my cup of tea. Not my cup of joe. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Please not my end, cup of Please Frank. end this episode right now. Let's wrap this shit up. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening again. And thank you so much for being a part of the Hot and Broadway fan. And thank you for joining us on Clubhouse, which which right now has not happened. But by the time you're listening to it has. So, yes, thank you for joining us on our first Clubhouse venture. And if you want to know about more stuff that we're doing and make sure that you guys are completely up to date, you can follow us on Instagram by searching at Hot and Bravo. That's at H-O-T in B-R-A-V-O-D. And if you aren't already, make sure you are subscribed wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. And rate and review and give us five stars, please. We love you. We know you love us. And the five stars really help uh, to let other people know how much you love us. So we will talk to y'all next week. Have a great time watching all your Bravo and doing your thing and living your life and staying out of drama and not being messy as bitches like these real housewives. We support you in whatever you do. I don't know. I just wanted to like shout everyone out. Get off. Hit the button. (laughs) Bye.